Hello, my loves, Julia Renee here. Just wanted to pop on real quick to talk about our monthly giveaway. All you have to do to win is rate and review the show, and every month we're going to pick one lucky winner from the reviews to get a prize. Whether it's supplements, clothing, gift cards, or any other cool prize that I can't really think of right now. Your feedback really means a lot to us, and it's going to help us grow the podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Graboff. And today, guys, we are going to be answering your questions. So if you guys didn't know, we do have an email address because we're a fancy like that. And we also, I just want to add, we also now have an Instagram for our podcast and a Facebook group. So we're going to put all of those below and you mm-hmm. can come join us and we can interact more and do more of these Q&As and other things that you guys want us to talk about. Exactly. So now you can interact with us on the pod. You can interact with us on the group and on Instagram. And we're planning on just up-leveling the podcast in general this year so that the quality is better and the sound is better. Our new set for those watching on YouTube. And we're going to start doing reels. Exactly. I'm so excited for us. Yes. We're doing big things. (laughs) Big things. Well, today, guys, we have a couple of questions that you guys emailed in and we picked a couple of them and we're going to answer them to the best of our ability. So the first one that we got is from Becky. And I really like this one because I'm a competitor. And she says, for first time competitors in bodybuilding, at what point do you suggest getting a coach? For example, I want to compete in the spring. What would I want to get a coach right now or wait until a few months out? Love the pod. Thank you. Thanks, Becky. That's a really good question. I personally think get the coach now. It's better to work with a coach in Mm -hmm. your off season. Then you get to know each other. They get to know how your body reacts to certain foods, cardio, whatever. So you're not just like, hey, I'm 12 weeks out. Prep me. That's so hard to put on a coach that knows nothing about you. I did that. (laughs) So like (laughs) if anybody knows my journey enough that Zach, my boyfriend, was coaching me from the very beginning when I started until... He was my coach too. He was... Kendall's coach too, until like less than a year ago. And it just wasn't working out for us because it was really getting like in our relationship. Like yeah. we, I was literally asking him about my prep on our couple time. And it's just, you have to create boundaries. So I was like eight weeks out from a show and I found a coach and was like, Hey, learn everything about me. So don't do that. Um, luckily he ended up being the most incredible coach and I'm really happy that I'm with him, but I totally agree with Kendall. Like the earlier, the better. A lot of people think that they can get show lean and hold themselves accountable by themselves for uh, a show. It's hard. No, it's really hard. A body dysmorphia sets in and you start to cut your calories lower than they need to be. And you end up holding yes. water because of that. And like, I, I never coached myself, but like my first show ever, it was like a friend coaching me. So we kind of did it together mm-hmm. and that happened. We both went way too aggressive. I started doing like two hours of cardio off the bat. And it's like, I wish I had hired a professional. Yes. Because where do you go from there? Only lower. Yeah. So if you start with- <laughs> Only to zero food. Yeah. Like if you start with low, low calories because you think that's what's going to work, then you can only go down from there. Mm-hmm. And then you're at like zero calories. So we would say like the sooner the better. And it's very difficult, I understand, to find somebody that you can trust, um, that you- honestly can tell them everything and not feel shame or guilt around maybe if you slip up or something's going on or like even weirdly enough, like digestive problems. Like I literally had a conversation with my coach this week for my check gown about my poop. <laughs> and periods I periods too. Periods. Like you have to fully tell them everything. Everything. So finding somebody that you can really vibe with, and I'm just going to do like kind of a shameless plug, but 
Our friends, Kerrigan Pike and her husband have a coaching business where they coach a lot of competitors and I trust them so much. So if you're looking for somebody, I would definitely look out to them and have Mm -hmm. like a consultation and see if it's a good fit. If I were to hire a coach right now, I think I would contact them. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. They've always like put amazing, like really shredded competitors on stage. Exactly. And they're very knowledgeable and they know how to keep you healthy. And weirdly enough, um, one of our guests on our couple podcasts ago, Jazzy Fit, she just competed and she looked incredible and she was coached by them. So if we that also gives had you- Kerrigan on the podcast. Oh yeah. So. We, we had Kerrigan and she's a pro. So, you know, most of you know who she is by now, I'm sure. Would you like to ne- ask the next question? I can. I Candy haven't read Pooh. any of these in advance and I do hate reading out loud. So if I fumble, just like, doesn't let it, it give you PTSD to when you were in school and they were Literally, like, Julia, read the paragraph here. I had to count how many students like until my paragraph would be pre-read it. Cause if I, if I pre-read something, if I know what's coming, mm-hmm. I can read. If it's just thrown at me like these, I'm like, I start stuttering. I had to email like three of my teachers to stop calling on me in class. Cause I had full blown panic attacks in their class. I did the same thing. I would count to be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, if Jimmy is doing paragraph one, then Susie's doing paragraph two. Okay. By this time. And then I would literally memorize it myself. Exactly. So I would go up there and be like, da, 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 da. and then they think you're an amazing reader. So they keep calling on you. I had to tell them to stop. <laughs> like I'm literally losing my shit here. Anyway, Stephanie asked how to maintain discipline when you feel like you're falling off the wagon. And then she did say, by the way, she loves us and like very nice stuff. So thank you, Stephanie. Um, You can answer this one because I mean, we we did kind of do a whole podcast about Mm -hmm. like getting back on track, but I feel like everyone's different. I would say when you are feeling unmotivated and you want to get back on track, there's this thing And people assume that they're supposed to be motivated all the time. And that's just not a fact. You are going to go through waves in life when you're motivated and when you're not phases where you push and phases where you pull back. And I have very much have the mindset of if I am not motivated all the time and I'm not grinding, then I'm failing. Mm -hmm. And it's really not true. And for me, it's like when I am feeling a little bit unmotivated, I'm feeling a little lost in maybe my training or my diet. I'm just really not wanting to stay on top of it. I start to ask my questions. Okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. I love this thing. Why don't I want to do it anymore? Maybe I need to change my workout program. Maybe I need to stop doing bodybuilding workouts and go and do a Pilates class instead. I've mm-hmm. totally done that before. So ask yourself, why are you feeling unmotivated and why don't you want to be disciplined towards this thing? And maybe something will come up to where you're like, oh, I'm really getting tired of the thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because when you love what you do, there's no need for you to cultivate motivation because it's just there. Mm -hmm. So for me, I get really motivated in my my on seasons. And then when I get into my off seasons, I'm kind of burnt out and I get a little bit unmotivated. And I used to be so hard on myself. And then I realized I was like, this is just another phase. It's a phase of life. And now I'm actually getting back into like feeling really motivated again to doing things. So just being okay with riding that wave. And when it does happen, just reflect. I always say, be nice to yourself because me and you, like we used to, and I feel like this is the first year we were better about it. We used to beat ourselves up so hard if we weren't a hundred percent. And I feel like just coming to terms with like, okay, I'm having an off week and I'm just going to continue, like just get through today. It doesn't have to be the best workout of your life every single day, but as long as you went to the gym, as long as you're holding your 
yourself accountable, like you'll fall back into your patterns of discipline and motivation. So I do think just like take it day by day, be very nice to yourself. If you have an off day, don't be like, fuck, I ruined all my progress. And like, I'm never going to get it back again. And it's like, no, you just had an off day, get back on it tomorrow. Like that's all it takes. And one thing that I don't, I don't know where I heard it from, but each day I kind of want you to think of it as a percentage. So like today, if I'm feeling unmotivated, maybe I'm only at 50%. 50% is my capacity to crush it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the gym on that 50%, even though your workout might not be the best, you might not have the might, the right mindset, maybe you ate a little bit off, but if you perform in that 50% as high as you can go, to me, that's a win. It's and like you're hitting 100% of your 50%. So exactly. you really are still giving it your all. It's just less than. I watched a, a TikTok. I watched a TikTok the other week where this girl was sharing like her squatting let's just say she was squatting 215 the week before her period. And Mm. she like, I think she failed or like her spotter had to help her up. And then she showed squatting 215. Is that the weight I said? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I was like, I forget what what number I was using. She squatted 215, like two weeks after her period, did it for reps. So Mm -hmm. that just proves to you, like sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes our bodies are just feeling a little weaker. You need to listen to that. Moving into the next question. This question's from Beth. And she says, I was wondering what it takes to have sponsors in the fitness industry, specifically supplements, clothing, fitness gear. Do you have to look a certain way or do you have to have a lot of experience in the industry? And did you reach out or did they? This is a really good question because both of us- I have the same question for people that have like more sponsors than me. I know. I'm like, how how do you do the thing? (laughs) How do you do the thing that you think? And I feel like we got our sponsors very different ways too. Mm Mm-hmm. There's definitely a combination of asking and waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I would say this was one of the goals that I wanted to have since I started doing what I do. I had 800 followers on Instagram and I didn't have any other social media accounts. And that's what I wanted. Like what I do now is the goal that I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. And it took me honestly growing my social media platform to get noticed. And unfortunately, that's kind of a part of being able to get noticed because it's like a sales associate. Like if you have no history of like, Hey, these people trust my opinion and are willing to buy my sales. Why would a company want to pour money or product into you? Exactly. Exactly. Cause it's about like the number of eyes that you have on you and how much um, engagement you have and how Mm -hmm. connected you are to your followers. So that does have a big part in becoming a fitness influencer (laughs) and stuff because companies really want to see like how engaged are people to you, because if they are, then ultimately you're going to make them more money. You're going to make yourself more money. And, but I would say like starting off with trying to grow your social media and be on, I would say like, try to be on two social media platforms. Don't try to do them all. There's always some, there's people that say like, okay, only pick one and grow that one. But for me, my thought is be on Instagram, be on TikTok. But the reason being is because TikTok requires a completely different kind of content. Mm-hmm. You can literally post whatever you want I on there and it doesn't matter. But on Instagram, it's a little bit more curated. It's a little bit more themed. So trying to start those two and grow them and really grow a connection with your audience. Like how can you show up and be there for your audience mm-hmm. and really have them feel connected to you? Because that's the only reason that influencers are influencers is because people feel some sort of connection to them. Yeah. Like you guys are listening to this and you might not have ever met us, but you feel a connection to us because you're listening we're to homies. our voice. Yeah, we're buds. <laughs> but 
My, my biggest tip is one, find products or brands or whatever that you actually want to work with. Um, if you do grow your social media to a point and people start to approach you, don't just say yes to the first offer. One, you can negotiate. There's a lot of money and like different options when it comes to social media and marketing and all of that. So explore your options. Number two, like if there's a certain brand you want, but this other one comes to you first, hold out for that brand. Mm -hmm. Like don't just, don't just settle with the first brand to come to you. Cause then you're not passionate about it. Then you're going to be like, crap, I still have to take photos for this one brand that I don't want to take photos for. Like then you're, you're stuck in a contract. Um, the second thing I would say is start supporting those brands you love. Yes. Like I got iron willed literally by just like following the page, following the owners and actually liking their stuff. I started ordering their menswear. And then once they were creating the woman's line, they reached out to me because they saw my interaction with them and their mm -hmm. page. So the, just just stay present, stay engaging, and then go for brands that you actually really want to work with. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things because I think a part of this question is like, how do you even get noticed? It's mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm over here, yeah. is growing that social media and showing them that like, yes, I have people that care about my journey that are invested in me and then mm -hmm. supporting those brands by liking their photos, commenting on their stuff. What I did during that time was I set alarms for those brands that I wanted. So every time they posted, I was right Yo, on that's there. that's smart. I haven't gone to that. Extent. Yes, and I would message them. I'd react to their stories and stuff. And I never never outright was just like, Hey, I want to do this. But while I was when growing in front of them over and over, they're noticing you. Yeah. And it yeah. ends up paying off. So really just start to tag them in your photos. Right. It's seems like it's annoying, but really just do that because mm -hmm. people who even tag me and stuff, I notice them because they, them, yeah, yeah, I go look at them <laughs> and I'm not like alpha leader. Buff I creep money on or, all my followers all the time. <laughs> we're creeping on all of you guys. Um, I know that you do a little more reaching out and engaging with companies than I do. Uh, do you have a method to like, if you were to ask for a brand deal, is there like a mm. certain thing you look for a certain thing you say, or do you just kind of go based on what the product is. So for me, I do both email and Instagram DM. Okay. And then I also tell them, Hey, I also emailed you because honestly, like we live in a world where there's likely that they might check their DMS faster than their emails mm -hmm. and emails faster than their DM. So I literally have like a formula where it's like, Hey, it's smart. My name is Julia Renee. Uh, this is what I do. This is what, these are my values. I love this about your company and having your values align with that company is so important. Mm -hmm. Trust me. If they don't align, you are going to regret signing with them. Yeah. So talking about how you value the same things that they do and you really like appreciate their brand and what they support. Like, for example, I was working with Buff Bunny before and they actually reached out to me, but we had a lot of values in line that they supported all different shapes and sizes when they were sponsoring athletes yeah. and showing. I love that about them. Yeah. And that was like a one thing that we really aligned with and just saying like, I would love to work with your brand. I really, really admire it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is what I can do for you. This is how I can make your brand better. This is how I can showcase your brand to the world. Like actionable steps of things that you're going to do. I, I create YouTube video hauls. I do this, I can do this. And if you're ever- I'm like taking notes yeah. over here. <laughs> if you're ever interested, I'm here and ready to go. I appreciate you, your feedback and what can I do to grow? and maybe become an athlete, like always asking that question, like, CEOs, what can I do better? CEOs respect that. Like mm. they want someone that's like hustling or confident to represent them. So if you're the one reaching out and you're like, Hey, like, I know I can do this. Like when we had Kayla on the podcast, she was obsessed with ghost yes. and she just kept reaching out and she was like, okay, now what? Like now what, what do you want me to hit? What do you want me to do? Exactly. Cause I know I want to work for you. And then obviously they're 
building such a bond through that instead of just like, oh, hey, we like your following. Here's some product. Can you post it? Like that's less of a connection. Exactly. And that goes back to like the values and what you appreciate about the brand. And then the last thing that I want to say about that question, and it's slipping my mind as my <laughs> mouth is moving. This happens once a pod. <laughs> Dude, my brain just like, it's almost like the thoughts and it just like falls out. Um, you were talking about Kayla and you were talking about the brands and you were talking about like yeah. the stuff that you want to do. Yeah. Oh my God, bro. That's okay. If you think about it, we can come yeah, back. Yeah, Okay. My next question is from John. Have you ever utilized yoga or meditation in the past terms of, in terms of bodybuilding or exercise in general? If so, what type of either? Um, yes, I think we both have meditated. I've actually never done yoga ever. Oh my God. I feel like I would hate it. Like my body's always in pain. And I like stretching. That's why you need it. No, but like holding. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought the I'm same thing when I started. I think I'll like hot yoga. I like to like sweating when I exercise or I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Um, but meditation. Yeah. I actually am just now getting back into meditation. I use the calm app. Mm -hmm. I think it might. I, I've tried a few apps. I like guided meditations. Um, I've gotten to a place I'm actually it's surprising because I have like pretty extreme ADHD. I'm really good at turning my brain off. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm not to my own horn a really good meditator. So I started liking it like really early on and really fast. And I used to do it every single day when I was in prep. I would sit in like an Epsom salt bath or lay in bed because I just can't like sit there. Mm -hmm. Um and it helped my brain so much and really like I don't know, just aligned my motivation and like calmed me, especially getting closer to the show when you're like super nervous. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really good to just like recenter yourself. Yeah. You just really are reconnecting with yourself and with the universe for a hot second because we never really do that. We're always doing something for someone else, for our job, for our relationships. We're always in the matrix of it all. <laughs> and then just taking that like second mm -hmm. for yourself to sit there with your own thoughts. And I think that's what's so scary for people is to sit alone with your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why people don't meditate because I understand mm -hmm. you sit there and your brain starts to run and run and run and run and run. And you think that that's a bad thing, but that's your brain's job. Yeah. Your brain's job is to think and that is okay. And it's just learning how to recognize, oh, I'm thinking about work while I'm supposed to be like, while I'm supposed to be working. Yeah. Maybe I should just come back down to my meditation. Come back down. If you guys want, I have a video on YouTube on how to meditate. It's. I've never watched that one for me. Yes. On how to meditate. And um, I do do yoga. I do it. Not going to lie. Haven't done it in a really long time. Let's go do yoga together. For real. I don't want to do it alone. I'm scared. I'm doing 75 hard right now. And since my body is trashed after yesterday's workout, I'm going to do yoga inside today because, okay. and oh, it's going to be so bad because I haven't done it in a long time, but. For all the bodybuilders out there, if you want to be a better poser, do yoga. Mm -hmm. Because when you're bo bodybuilding posing, you have to move your body and you have to like contort it and it hurts. And most hurts of us can so barely bad. touch our toes. So doing that, it became one of my favorite things to do because it is a form of meditation because you're just in there super connected with your body because you have to be mm -hmm. in order to like do the things right and make sure you don't fall. And yeah, so if you want to be a better poser, do some, do some yoga. It's a good tip. Yeah. What's your next My question? My next question is from Allison. Allison says, first off, hi, ladies. Hi, Allison. Hi. Absolutely love listening to your podcast every single Monday and Wednesday. I can't thank you enough for being so raw on y'all's journeys from the very beginning. Question. 
Do you have any tips on starting a podcast? If so, what are some of the tips you recommend to get started? Anything you wish you knew before starting the podcast? Yes. Am I wanting, (laughs) I'm wanting slash curious about starting a podcast on my journey and experience, but I have no clue where to begin. Just want to inspire others. Thank you. Awesome, Allison. You're already on the right track. Like you're already starting with a very hard why. Yeah. Man, man, man. I feel like that's the first question you need to ask is what do you want it to be centered around? If it Mm. is multiple things, do they fall under like an umbrella? Like ours is obviously like health, mental Mm. health, physical health, relationship health, like just health in general. So I think about like finding what your main topic is so that you know kind of what your goal is every episode. So you're not just like sitting here aimlessly talking, which some podcast goal is just entertainment. And it's I true. love those. True. Um, but I think it's good to have like a, what's your goal from this podcast? It's yeah. Like number one. Really finding what your niche is and things that you want to talk about. Cause there's little, like, you're right. There's podcasts on everything. Like I listen to the, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I listen to the office ladies podcast and all they do is talk through each of the office episodes and like what happened and the actors on it. And I freaking love that. But then I also listen to like business ones. And then I listen to fitness ones and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. finding your niche and really honing in what it is you want to talk about. Um, I think another thing going with that is, do you want to do these alone? Do you want to co-host? Do you want multiple co-hosts? Do you want to be interviewing people? Because we had switched gears. We originally were like, it's just going to be us talking. And mm-hmm. then we were like, let's start inviting people on. And that we actually found out we'd love doing that. So I feel like just figuring out if you want to do it alone or with people. That's another big true. one. Um, another one's equipment wise. It mm-hmm. is a huge investment. We've spent like, I feel like we're constantly spending more money. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about the new set today. Like, obviously we had to buy all of this. We already had the mics. We have the mic stand. We have the, the road caster thingy. We have two cameras on us. Like that's, we a, have a light. We have a light. We, we just found out we need another light. We found out we need more sound. <laughs> oh my muffling. God. So like, there's so much that goes into it, but you don't have to do all of that yeah. at first. Like when Kendall and I first started this really, we just all like pulled in our money. We got a place to sit and we were holding our mics. Like if you guys mm-hmm. have watched the YouTube videos before and slowly we have added more things as we I feel like every have YouTube more video of us is like something <laughs> new is so thrown different. in there. We're like, we bought a new pillow and then we bought a mic stand. Yes, we're learning guys. We're, we're learning along with you. But logistic wise, if you are wanting something that's more like the setup that Kendall and I have, which is the Roadcaster and like the standing mics, you can buy it on Amazon and it comes in a whole set. It's a roadcaster set. Very easy to use. Very simple. If Look you up. do the Amazon links thing, we could just link. Our oh my spot. God. You're right. I don't know why I don't have all of our gear on my Amazon favorites, but I have I, it will whole, be. I have a whole like photography and videography sub okay. thing on mine. Um, so yeah, either of our okay. like, Amazon link things, yeah. I think help. I'll link them down below. And then as far as like getting your podcast out to all the platforms, the platform that we use is Buzzsprout and it's like a one-stop shop there. We upload it there and it uploads it to Google. It uploads it to iTunes and Spotify. So I think there's another one that's called like Hanger. So research which one's going to work best for you. And then there's even mics that are single ones and they're literally like I've seen those, like the phone size. Yeah. You can even go there and it's a cheaper route, especially if you don't know, like if you want to have guests or whatever, you can start there in your closet, just talking to the camera. That's how Emma Chamberlain does hers. Mm-hmm. Is she's always like, I'm just laying on my closet right now and yeah. I'm just filming this. And I'm like, that's sick. Um, that's all you really need. And then you'll just go up from there. Is Thanks. that it for that one? Right. Um, yeah. My next one is I'm going to butcher your name and I'm sorry. I think it's Zulema. Zulema. 
So and Lima. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, she asked, is there any food that you completely avoid in your diet? And I feel like I'm a great one to answer this. I avoid everything because everything upsets my tummy. Oh. I'm undetected celiac, but I treat it like I'm celiac, which is basically just pretty extreme gluten intolerance. So glutens and grains and stuff like that, I typically stay away from. I'm also intolerant to majority of the vegetables, which sucks because when you're in prep, you're like, well, at least I can have veggies. Nope. Can't have those either. Mm -hmm. Um, I can have like a few, but like cauliflower, I'm, this is the really crappy part, which I don't think I've explained to you. So most substitutes, for gluten is cauliflower. Like if you think about a gluten-free pizza, it's a cauliflower crust. Right. I'm more intolerant to cauliflower. How do so, you live life? So I can't have either. <laughs> it really, I just eat air typically. I, I'm like, like oh, how am oh. I not like super skinny is my question because I feel like <laughs> I'm not legend. eating that much. Um, that's my favorite saying right now. Me too. Um, if I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have dessert. I'm being a skinny Dude, legend. I called my mom that the other day and she was like, what is that? <laughs> I and I was like, like, I don't know. I just like it. I like it too. I think of Mariah Carey in that photoshopped photo. Have you seen that? No. That's where that came from. Oh, They like photoshopped her waist to be like an inch. And yeah, okay, whatever. This is a tangent. <gasps> anyway, I'm intolerant to everything. So I have a lot of things not in my diet recently um, because I always had the bodybuilder mentality for like years. And then we've talked about like our binge eating disorders and like just a lot of struggles with food. I used to not care about what was healthy for my hormones or my internal health or my mm. mental health. I used to only eat to diet. And I feel like recently I'm adding in more things like fruit, which I never had before. Yeah. I'm listening to my body where if I if I feel a craving for a certain food, I'm kind of leaning into that. So there aren't, I don't have a ton of restrictions right now because I'm not in any sort of prep. I'm not in any sort of forced bulk. I'm just kind of eating intuitively. So like once a week, I might grab like poke or sushi or pizza or whatever I'm feeling. And then the rest of the days are pretty like boring meals of like turkey, rice, avocado. That's like 90% of my diet. You know what I really want? What? Okay. okay. <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. I haven't had it in like two weeks. I haven't had it in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> that feels so long now. It does. I'm so mad about it. Is there anything you can't eat? Because you're not I <laughs> allergic can, to I'm a garbage disposal. Or I that you eat don't anything. eat. Are there certain things, even in your off season, you're like, either that's a trigger food for you or just something you don't nope. go to? Okay. <laughs> I eat everything. So that question was just for me. <laughs> that was for Ken. I literally wrote Kendall's name yeah, right it by my it. my name next to it. I was like, it. Ken, belly issues. <laughs> Issues. Okay, this next question is from Naomi. She says, hello, I'm a big fan. Question number one, how do you break up with your workout buddy who happens to be your best friend? Ooh, we got Ooh. to, we need to tea, Naomi. How do you stay strong and stick to your cutting diet when you live with your partner who's bulking? So let's start with the first one. I've never had a workout buddy. Me either. Okay. We're so, we're so, we're I am painfully a, independent. We're pa painfully loners. <laughs> I'll work Ooh. out with Julia sometimes and if we're, like we had a day or two in there where she's like in prep and has to hit certain workouts and I'm in my off season living my life, not mm -hmm. having the best of workouts. And she, we were like, should we hit legs together? And I was like, I kind of just want to get a light pump. And you were like, okay, then let's not hit legs together. Mm -hmm. That's all it needs to be. You can have an adult conversation and be like, Hey, our workouts, like I want to try something new or, I mean, I guess it depends why you're breaking up with I them. I know. I'm so, I'm so curious. <laughs> my, um, toxic trait is I love the tea. <laughs> I don't like having my own tea. The way you said that was like a mom being like, oh my God. what's the tea? What's the 411? My other like personality is literally like a MILF <laughs> that 
day. I like that you're just, like labeling yourself. This as is it. When I go to the grocery store, I always like to imagine that like I wear the cutest outfit, I have my hair curled, I have my makeup done always. I go to the grocery store and like I like to grab like a little Starbucks on the way. And I envision that I'm just like this MILF that has like two of the perfect, like adorable kids. And I just do yoga and I'm like skinny legend. I like embodying, like, okay, if I go to H-E-B, I'm a rat. If I go to like, if I go to Whole Foods, I'm that bitch. <laughs> That's actually so true. You have to dress differently. If I go to oh, Walmart, yeah. ooh, no makeup, one yeah, eyelash exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> but if I'm at Whole Foods and Sprouts, like catch me in my best posture, I'm like, my, my makeup's done. Like skinny legend walking <laughs> down aisle so five. Funny. I do that. That's like my ultimate form I want to achieve is yes. being a MILF. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is no dog on that. Literally, my goal in life is to be a MILF. I feel that. <laughs> the end. What was this question about? What was about? the question? <laughs> Leaving your workout partner. Okay. okay. This is so hard. I, I think it how. depends. If you're like breaking up as friends, whole different conversation. Yeah. If it's like maybe your goals aren't aligned, yeah. I think that can definitely be- Just express Have it. an adult conversation about. And it's definitely how you go about it. So for me, I just started reading this book on boundaries and wow. I was like, this book is not going to be cool. Send it to what, me. what do you need <laughs> to know need on it. boundaries? And it's about set. There's three different types of boundaries. So this might be one of those boundaries that you need to set as far as like your goals are here. My goals are here. And it's really just about having a conversation. I know you're listening to this and being like, I don't want to. <laughs> but if you don't have conversations with people, your boundaries are going to continuously be broken. Yeah. And weirdly enough, when I told Kendall that, no, I can't do that workout, that was a form of setting a boundary. Yeah. But luckily I have a really awesome best friend. I didn't friend cry about it. I didn't like, cry about enough. it. She's <laughs> like, okay, hey, cool, bro. Bye. I'm going to go get poke. I think like, I think different ways to approach it. Like if you're working out together every day and that's what you want to change, just be like, yo, can we just work out once a week or mm -hmm. something like that? Like you don't want to never see this person or like still go to the gym at the, like if it's a couple I know a lot of couples like to go to the gym at the same time, but do separate things. That's so that exactly too, you can be like, yo, we can still drive there. We can still like take our pre together and then mm. we'll do our own workouts. I think, um, <laughs> I like that. My toxic trait is like avoidant attachment style. So that I'm like, was one of I the would things. switch gym, gyms and never see yeah. that person again. <laughs> yep. That was one of the things in the three boundaries was like, this is how they might respond. Mm -hmm. Ghosting. Mm -hmm. You're the ghoster. The ghost. And it was like, um, passive aggressiveness or, <laughs> Or trying to like, force fine. you to undo I hope you it. have a good workout. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is crazy. So I'm sorry about that. But let's go into that, that next book. question. And it was about a bulk, I think. Allison, where's my questions? <laughs> it was something about oh. it, eating with a significant other. Yes. How do you stay strong and stick to your cutting diet when you live with a partner who's bulking? This is mm. literally my life. This is because so Zach doesn't <laughs> Zach doesn't compete anymore. And for six months out of the year, I'm on a strict diet for prep. So it's really, really hard. Luckily, my partner is very health focused. So it's not like he's ordering things all the time, but I'm going to be honest. There's times where Zach would order something from DoorDash when I was on prep and I get genuinely mad. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, I'd be like, and it's just a projection of how I'm feeling because I'm feeling very depleted. I'm, I'm wanting these things. And it's funny because I would make Instagram posts and be like, look what he's eating while I'm on prep mm -hmm. and as like a joke. But the thing is, is that this is your choice. Yeah. You are choosing to live your life like this. You can't like expect everyone around you to drop everything they're doing exactly. because you're choosing to step on a stage. Exactly. And it's like when I go out with family to like a restaurant and I can't really have what they're having if I'm on prep, 
my mom will be like, I'm so sorry. And oh, well, I can you? And I'm like, that. and I'm literally like, no offense to Julia's don't. mom in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I have told my family when they take a bite of something and they go, oh, it's not even that good. I'm like, stop. Infuriated. I, I'm like, I am just enjoy insane. your food. I'm fine. I'm choosing to do this. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But again, I think it's one of those, just communicate it. Talk to your partner be like, Hey, I'm having a hard time because you're eating these foods in front of me. Mm-hmm. Is there something we can do? Can we eat on different schedules? Can exactly. we, can you, if you're going to get pizza, can mm. you eat it at the pizza place? Just like little things you could ask for. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Exactly. But if they don't know that it's bothering you, mm. it's going to get pent up. Yeah. Like for example, <laughs> I never even told Zach, like, can you help me with this? I, all I did was express. I was like, okay. I was like, obviously this is my choice. Mm-hmm. I am choosing to diet. I am choosing to be very strict and I'm choosing to follow this goal that I have. It's nothing against you. And I was like, but sometimes when you get these DoorDash orders, I was like, it's a little triggering for me. And this is not me telling you to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's all I said to him. And sometimes he would, he would get his food and he'd eat it in the car and then come home. Mm-hmm. Or he would literally just like have the DoorDash bag and he would go upstairs and he would eat it in his, mm-hmm. in his office. And look, this isn't, this is a, Zach being very nice. This mm-hmm. person doesn't even owe you this. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, but it's just about focusing on what your goals are and like, okay, I chose this. Remember your goal. Mm-hmm. Focus. I think that's when meal prep can really help too, because if your meals are already made and they're, they're getting their meal and you're sitting there cooking, then you're just going to be like, well, I hate this person. They're eating this burger in front of me. If you already have your meal, just like make that when you grab your meal. Like, I feel like that just makes it more easy. Yeah. I think for me too, it was difficult when he was eating and I wasn't eating. So if he did order DoorDash, I felt better when I was eating my prep meal next to him Mm. than not eating at all. I get that. And I was like, like we're eating together. Oh, I'm having my ground beef and rice while you're having I would also do this thing where I would pretend to eat what he was eating, like when he'd take his bite, I'd take a bite. I'm a big sniffer. <laughs> like even so, yesterday, I Hold went- on. Let's just rewind. Kendall just said, I'm a big sniffer. <laughs> I'm about to explain. Okay, what? Go ahead. <laughs> like yesterday, I was with someone and he got donuts. And I literally looked at him and went, can I smell them? Because I can't have donuts. <sighs> but I want, I want the donuts. So as he was eating them, I was like, can I have a sniff? <laughs> and I would just go- Okay, thank you. Kendall's and done that to me before. Eating. Not can I have a bite, but can I have a sniff? Can I have a sniff? Because I can't eat it. Let us know, guys, if you're a sniffer. But I do that in prep, too. Yeah, you do. That's all. <laughs> That's my TED Talk. Ooh. I'm a big sniff. All right, Kendall. I'm a little tired today, and I feel like I'm more like... She's a little loopy. Hysteria when I'm... I don't even know what that word Ooh. means. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, okay. My next one's a big paragraph and I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to read it? No, I got it. Okay. It's another digestive one. So mostly for me, but I do think that like everyone deals with this. Um, do you have any tips for digestive health when prioritizing protein intake? And then she, she went on to share like kind of her stomach issues with like IBS, which is super common in Mm. bodybuilding because we eat such low calorie a lot of the time. Um, but a lot of people are sensitive to like whey po- protein and pea protein. True. Pea protein does set off IBS. I know that. Um, and then whey protein. So many people have a lactose intolerance and don't even know it. Yes. I do recommend going and getting allergy tested. Um, when Zach was my coach, he had me do a Viome test. It gives you like a full analysis of your gut health, allergies, like foods to stay away from, foods that are really good for your bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and all these other things. But I do feel like protein shakes, I just stay away from in general. Like those are just not good for my gut health. Mm-hmm. Can you eat those? Or I can those? after first form. So mm. this is like shameless plug, <laughs> but first forms protein powder literally debunks all of this mm-hmm. because look, yes, there are people that they just have to stay away from whoa, whoa protein, whoa protein, wow. <laughs> whey protein, no matter where it comes from. Yeah. But first form makes their protein powder and they make it at a low temperature processing. So is I want you to consider an isometric protein. I should know that. Okay. Because I do know isometric protein. Like if you're reading just packaging, I would please do your research because this is coming out of my ass. But I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, Isoprotein in general just goes through another level of processing. Mm. So it's it's taking more of like the whey and lactose out of it. Mm. So it's probably an iso. I could be wrong. Maybe. Totally guessing. Um, The way that the first form supplement guru explained it to me is that most protein powders are cooked at a very high temperature, it's almost like you're blasting the protein. Mm-hmm. So imagine like having burnt protein powder as well, as far as like the first form protein, it's very, it's cooked at a very low temperature, very slow. Like it's on like a little simmer. So like if you're cooking like an egg and you like blast it and it cooks too fast and it gets burnt and then like the yolk is all hard. That's imagine what <laughs> that's what most proteins are like. Yeah. And then as far as the low temperature, you cook a little egg on a little simmer and you flip it and it's perfect. I love this analogy. So it's weird because that actually helps with digestion. So if it's mm-hmm. cooked at a high temperature processing, then that's where most people react to whey protein. That, that was me. I would have it. I feel like gurgly. I'd be like, Ugh. and it would really make me bloated mm-hmm. after switching to first, first forms, never had that problem. It was so crazy. So if you have an intolerance to whey, then maybe you can't have whey at all. She's, maybe you just need to do like the vegan or the pea protein or hemp. Yeah, but yeah. if you are having just like sensitivities, I would try switching over to first form. There's links in the description <laughs> also. If you want. Is it code Julia or is it just a link? It's a link. Okay. It's a link. Just a link. Um, she also did add that sweeteners aside from, wait, hold on. <laughs> Any sweeteners aside from stevia. So I'm assuming stevia bloats are too. Also really common. Mm. Um, Being away from bodybuilding and away from like diet food culture has really healed my gut. And I think it's because things like, I love all these products too, which really sucks. But like even Quest chips, like that is a fully like, protein hydrolyzed stevia <laughs> pumped product. Like, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Protein bars. Like all of those are so bad for your digestive health though. Like mm. they're healthy from a standpoint of I'm trying to lose weight. They're not healthy from a standpoint of my internal health and, and digestive health. So just taking an analysis of like how many of your foods are processed and how, how much is whole natural foods. Cause if you're eating chicken, turkey, beef, like maybe one of those upset your stomach, but it won't be as detrimental as if you're eating a bunch of processed food. It also won't be as difficult to figure out what's causing the trigger because like there's a guys, Kendall and I are the biggest fans of the fake sugars. And no, I'm I'm just going to be honest. Like I love me a zero sugar monster energy drink right there. I I love them. But when you're on prep, you notice them so Mm -hmm. quickly because you're eating such whole foods. And then when you have an energy drink that has like all of those, like fake sugars, things that make it zero calories, then you get bloated and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. so this is what I've been feeling the whole time. I just didn't know because it's in my everyday diet. Mm -hmm. So if a lot of, if you have so many different foods and a lot of them are processed, it's a lot harder to pinpoint what's the issue. Like this year, most of my 
foods are whole natural foods. And I was having stomach issues. I was like, where's this coming from? The first thing I tried was taking out egg whites, problem solved. Wow. So it's so easy when you're only working with like five different types of foods instead of like all of these varying factors, not saying that you are, it's just what are those things? And then she is asking if, and if we know anyone in the fitness industry, that's good with digestive advice. Hmm. I don't listen to a whole lot. I do mostly like reading on my own. Um, but if, if you can know. think of a certain coach or something, I can't think of any coaches yeah. that like really focus on head. that. Most coaches should know what they're talking about when it comes mm-hmm. to digestive health, if they're a reputable coach. So I, I feel like, cause if your goal is to step on stage and you're getting a coach anyway, just be super transparent with all yeah. of your issues. Yeah. And going back to the Viome test that Kendall was talking about, I do this every year when I start prep. I do it a couple weeks before I start. So I know it literally gives you a category, enjoy, mm-hmm. avoid, minimize. And it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy these foods, minimize these foods, avoid right. these yeah. foods. And in the minimize section, it even gives you how much you can have per day. That's a good, healthy weight before you feel bloated or sick. So it's, it's changed. We my have life. A, a lot of I links also, that need to be in the yeah, description. Today. Another link. <laughs> We don't have to link it, but, um, with the Viome test, it also gives you like what bacteria you're missing from your gut. Mm -hmm. So then you know what probiotic or prebiotic to take. First off, if you're not taking a pro or prebiotic, I highly recommend, I would stay away from those like gut cleansing, like three day cleansers, whatever. Oh, that's called a diarrhea. (laughs) It's just stripping your stomach of the good bacteria that is in there or in your intestines. So instead take something that's fueling good bacteria, take a pre or probiotic. That's my biggest tip. And a lot of those can, if you already have, I don't want to get super scientific. If you already have a certain like bacteria Mm. in your gut, intaking more might bloat you. You need to find what probiotic actually works for your body because there's a ton of different types. And the Viome does tell you. It does. That's what I did. It's a huge ad for Viome. I know. I know. We're not, we're not sponsored. I just like, we genuinely use it a lot. And that's, you're right. Because if you keep putting in the same kind of stuff that's already in your body, it's not going to do anything. It's almost like you need to supplement. That's Mm -hmm. why supplements are called supplements. You need to supplement (laughs) the things that aren't in your gut that need to be there. And Viome will literally give you an exact link to what your body needs. So it's really cool. Yeah, it definitely helped me. Anyways, that was a little bit of a tangent. That was a lot. But I mean, digestive issues are super common, especially in bodybuilders or anyone that's in the diet food culture where you're intaking so many artificial sweeteners and, Mm -hmm. and fake stuff. <laughs> protein poops. Yeah. Like I remember back in like biology class when I was in like, what grade is that? Like eighth grade. You remember things from those? Yeah. So we, this is the only thing that stuck with me is she was talking about why fat free, sugar free, all of those are bad. And I was like, no way. Like that's all I eat because I was like trying to be a skinny legend. Um, <laughs> This podcast title needs to be called how to be a skinny legend. I'm honestly down for that. Um, anyway, she was explaining like why from a biological level, it's so bad for your body because it's taking out all of the nutrients and substituting it with stuff to make it lower calorie. Exactly. Yeah. I am finally listening to that woman. Yeah. That's why mostly like those packaging, like if one packaging will have like 9 million ingredients when it's like sugar-free or fat-free and then the other packaging will not. Guys, I'm not saying I don't use this. I use fat-free trees every morning and- I was about to stop you because I saw it. Let's just switch our batteries, I think. I have one that can go in yours and give me the endless one since it's for you. Okay. This next question is from Tiffany. She says, really loving your content. So I have an issue that I love your perspective on for the podcast. After being in a cut for over a year and a half, whoa, 
I've plateaued over the last six months due to metabolic adaptation, and I'm having a lot of difficulty leaning out. My calories are also super low, but I'm not making any progress. How can I speed my metabolism back up so I can get past the plateau and continue to lean out? I eat very clean and track my calories. I'm 5'5", stuck at 550. Wow, dude, words. Stuck at 153. She's 550 pounds. (laughs) To anyone that is, it doesn't no, matter. No, yeah, that wasn't an insult. I just <laughs> With thought- a body fat percentage at 21%, trying to get to 18. I'm also currently lifting and doing cardio six days a week, but still stuck. Please help. You need, need a, a break. diet break. You need a break. We almost said the same thing at the same Close. time. Damn it. Your body is exhausted from cutting for a year and a half. Mm. You're not giving it any break, which means you just have to keep chipping lower and lower and lower because your metabolism is adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. If you're already eating like a thousand calories to get below that, if you're at a plateau to get below that, you either have to do a ton of cardio and you're ruining your your hormone health and your metabolism health, or you need to start eating under a thousand calories, which is just so unhealthy from every aspect. Yes. Um, you need a break. If you even just took a week off and like had some cheat meals and stopped doing cardio for a uh-huh. week, if you got back to it, you would adjust like that. Not only would it be good for your physical, but your mental health mental as well. Health, yeah. Like the reason that we're so passionate about this is because Kendall and I have both done do this. <laughs> we have both done this. Guys, mm-hmm. when I got my pro card, this is what I did to my body. And I barely got my pro card because I pushed it two extra weeks to get it. But I had been dieting for such a long time trying to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. And after it, my body was done Mm -hmm. so much so that when I went from the first national show and I got fifth and I had to push for two more weeks to get my first place win and get my pro card, my body was stuck. And that's what happens when you over diet, when you over exercise, your body starts giving up on you and stops responding in the way that you want it to. Mm -hmm. So it ends up having the reverse effect. So for me, Now that I'm with my new coach, he told me you need to take a year off from dieting. And it's hard to hear. It's so hard to hear. And it's scary to take a break. It is. And I know you're listening and it might not be what you wanted to hear. Maybe you wanted some tips and tricks on how to be a skinny legend. But this, I'm I'm telling you, you will have such a better physique if you do this. Mm -hmm. So right now I am six months into my year off Mm -hmm. from competing and I feel great. I have a lot of energy. I'm still working out. I'm lifting very heavy. And I'm not shredded and I'm not super lean, but this is necessary for me to be on stage or even if you're not going to step on stage, it's necessary for me to show up and be the best that I absolutely can be. Because if I over diet, over exercise for an extended amount of time, it's going to have the opposite effect. I'm going to end up going on stage and I'm not going to look as good as I want to. That's on everyone. And stress plays such a role in how our body looks and holds on to weight Mm -hmm. that if you're constantly stressing about not losing weight, you're absolutely, you're actually making it worse with the not losing weight aspect. I think it's, it's hard to heal here. And I don't think you need to take like a full year off like competitors do. If you're like a lifestyle person, you're just cutting because you have this goal in mind. Just take a week or two off. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you don't have to work out. You can still lift. Just like give yourself a diet break. Like let yourself relax a little more stop the cardio or cut back on it a tiny bit. Like if you're doing five times a week, just cut it down to three and see how you feel and add in a little more carbs, add in a little more fats. Oh my God. 
It's Zach. <laughs> Zach is such a noob. He's literally, oh my God, I'm going to kill him. He's blending. blending a shake right in the middle of our podcast. Yeah. Well, guys. Gotta we, love him. Kendall and I's goal is to have a perfect podcast, but I think that's dumb. We're never going to have a perfect podcast. I feel like that's what makes us fun. <laughs> I was like. It's kind of a shit show. But I am very it. sensitive to noise. So the second I hear like anybody Anything? breathing too loud. <laughs> or like tapping or even a blender from all the way downstairs. <laughs> downstairs. I'm like, who goes there? <laughs> anyway, yes. I think the moral is just give yourself a break. Give there is no break. special trick that's going to get you plat- past a plateau. Again, like this is her circumstance. If it is someone who like you just started cutting and you're not immediately losing weight, stick with it for a little while. See mm-hmm. if you respond. If you don't, you might have to cut lower. But for someone like this, who's already super regiment on their exercise, nutrition and everything above, um, you just need, you need a break. That's the only way to get your stuff rolling again. It's very true. And you'll start to see your energy level go up. Your body starts to lose the inflammation, Mm -hmm. your strength is going to go up. And those are all the things that you want to happen. So it seems counterintuitive. You're like, Mm -hmm. wait, eat more, train less, do better. Lose weight in that week off. I've literally done this. Yeah. There was a time where I put my body under so much stress. And this was when Zach was my coach. And he's like, you are so stressed, your body and your mind, because I wasn't losing weight. So I was stressing about it. That you're holding on to water. I'm telling you, for two to three days, Zach gave me a little bit more food. It wasn't even like cheat meals. He gave me a little bit more food and I stopped cardio and stopped training altogether. I'm not saying this is what you need to do is your regimen. I lost three pounds. Just because you're not stressed. And I literally went to Zach and was like, I lost three pounds. And he goes, I told you. It's so good for your hormones too. Because if you're in a cutting phase for so long, especially like as an adult female, like our hormones are doing like, what the fuck are you doing? Like we're supposed to be maintaining a healthy levels to like, I mean, from like a human nature standpoint to like fuel having a baby. So if we're like cutting below what's healthy for that. (laughs) Julia's face for the people not watching. Um, (laughs) Anyway, if you're not maintaining a healthy level that allows our body to do its natural function, our bodies are already stressed out, let alone cutting below that. It's very true. And it's very necessary for women to have more fats. Like women require more fats in their diet than Mm -hmm. men do. Just I do really well on high fats, like not yeah. keto, but like I keep my fats pretty. I have avocado with like every meal. Do you mind me asking how many fats you have a day? I don't know. Grams? It's probably like 60. Is that low? That's high? high. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's awesome. I mean, that's if I'm guessing. I don't calculate anything right now, but like I keep my carbs moderate and like it, I will have some meals with no carbs and higher fats, but that's I don't, I'm cool. not, I'm not doing like the 70, 20, whatever keto is. Yeah, I'm that's not like, I'm not, insane. I still eat a lot of carbs too. And a lot of protein. Um, I had something else I wanted to say about this, but I already forget it. I'm pulling a you. Damn. So many thought and thought and unthought. Thought and thought. I feel like we should be done. <laughs> I'm just saying the word thought over and over again. That's so many all. Thought, thought, thought. Oh my God. All right, the end. Put these for a real Ian. Dude, why do we have a podcast? Anyway, I do think that's everything. Unless, all right, guys. unless you have any more. That's it, man. We're over. We're I like doing Q&As. I do too. They're fun. We're going to do more. You got to yeah. follow us either on Instagram or in the, in the Facebook group because that's where we're going to be posting the Q&A links. Definitely. <laughs> do that. And also email us your questions. Yes. Knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't know. I was like, I don't know what the closeout is. So you got to <laughs> do it. I always do it. Well, that's going to be it today for the video. <laughs> <laughs>
We love you all so much. And you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show, feel free to email us at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Bye.